Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Nico Polizzi. Uh, this episode's guest is none other than my brother, Anthony. I was just sitting here this afternoon and uh, texted him and said, Hey, I'm starting up a podcast. Do you want to be on it? And texted me back and was like, Sure. I didn't really tell him what the podcast was about or anything like that. And when I uh, called him to record it, I was just like, All right, we're going to go ahead and just talk about some of the you know, paranormal things that went on in the house we grew up in. And like I said in the first little teaser episode, he experienced a lot more of the stuff than I actually did growing up there. And uh, it's a great interview. He he knocked it out of the park. His energy was good. He uh, has a lot of enthusiasm. And yeah, I guess, I guess we'll jump right into the episode. My brother on tonight and he's going to talk about uh some of the experiences we had in our house growing up now like i said before i was kind of naive to a lot of these things even though i was one room down and i did experience a lot of sleep paralysis and some strange stuff but the bulk of the i guess you'd say paranormal activity really happened to my brother and in his room that end of the house so uh Without further ado, I'll introduce my brother, Anthony, and he's going to go ahead and talk about some of the weird paranormal things that went on in our house growing up. And uh, I just contacted him this afternoon, so he's had no time to prepare. So, Anthony, how you doing? Fantastic. <laughs> so, what do you want? You just want me to just start, jump right in with just pretty much when we moved in and just right then and there, like first night I slept in the room, woke up 3 a.m. with a uh, creepy old lady staring at me from the corner of the room. Yeah, that that sounds like a good spot to start. (laughs) And then I did not sleep in that room literally for, when did we move in? We were like, how old were you when we moved in? It was April. So it was third grade. So what's that, yeah. eight, nine? I was eight or nine. I didn't sleep in the room for a total of like eight years because I was terrified mm-hmm. of it because every night I did, I would wake up looking at what was a creepy old lady sitting in the corner of the room or at the foot of my bed uh, just staring at me while I was sleeping and it would freak me out to the point that I would go into like an asthma attack and couldn't breathe and would freak out. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what more to say about that, but yeah, that was a nightly occurrence every time I slept in that room. So I did not as much as possible. Yeah. So see, like, again, I was completely unaware of this. I'm sure you told me and I probably either just didn't believe it or blocked it out mentally or whatever. But yeah, so after doing some like research, you actually found like we knew the people who lived in the house before, or we knew the grandkids of the people that lived in the house before. So you want to jump into that a little bit? Yeah. So I would say, well, it was after about, I don't know, it was when I was like 14 or 15 because uh, we played lacrosse with um, the grandson of the house owners. And, um, at that point, I mean, they were. I, I always, I asked our parents several times. I was like, "Did anybody die in this house and stuff like that?" And they were like, uh, "I think they. I don't think they knew, 
mm-hmm. at all because I was just like, yeah, like uh, I would I would ask our mom to like sage the room multiple times, and I don't think she ever did until like I was sixteen. But yeah, I asked her a bunch to like always sage the room or stay in there until I would fall asleep and stuff like that. And then it was like, okay. Um, so when I was like fourteen or fifteen, I asked. The uh, grandson of it, I described what this old lady looked like to him. Because I'm like, maybe he's like, knows something, right? And he goes, hey, that, that sounds like my great-grandma. I go, did she die in that house? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, was her room the one all the way at the end of the hall? And he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, he, not once did he ever question that I uh, described his great-grandmother to him, who was dead long before uh like i would have known and never saw a picture of her or anything like that but yeah i was able to give him at least an accurate enough description for him to say that sounds like my great grandmother and i didn't tell him that i would see her at night creeping on my bed but i was like okay good enough for me i that's my confirmation mm-hmm. on what's going on there <laughs> so that's- yeah yeah, that's insane. And I, I, again, I just can't believe I was just so naive to it. Did he ever confirm it with like a picture or anything like that? Or that like, there was a picture that we actually did find. Our dad found it. Um, that she was in that picture. It was like an old family photo that they had left. Um, he did find one. And yeah, that, that was her. All right. I had not seen, I mean, that, mind you, that was when we moved out of there in like 2017 that I saw that mm-hmm. picture. And I was like, ah, okay, well, this is horrifying on all levels. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, it's great. I saw a ghost. <laughs> that's crazy. So, like, I mean, I've always believed in ghosts. Did you, and you're young, you're what? So just describe the feeling like that's got to be just pure terror i mean like that's pretty much it like without pissing your pants it was basically that (laughs) like every feeling right up to the point of just peeing your pants when you see something that you can't explain like that that's that's insane and it and it eventually went away right she eventually Uh, i didn't trust our parents that they When I went away to Tennessee for like two weeks that one time for a trip, I didn't believe they saged the room. So I looked up a bunch of like prayers and stuff and did my own saging of that room multiple times, like over the course of like a month. Mm -hmm. And after that, I never had an issue. I mean, my pronunciation had to be absolutely awful for it, but it was not in english what i was reading it was like some was greek some was latin i did everything possible to try to make sure that room did not have any spirits in it at that point i was like i am not gonna be dealing with this nonsense anymore (laughs) that's crazy and then i mean like i experienced just hearing like weird noises and stuff in there and like i said before the sleep paralysis like what else though did you No, there is more. Mm -hmm. So there was one when I was um, about 12 years old. I was in the house by myself. I guess you were at like after school, like wrestling practice or something because it was in the winter. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the only one there. Parents didn't get home yet. 
and I was in the um, kitchen. I was messaging people on uh, AIM to date what was like what time frame this was, and I started hearing a banging noise in the basement. So I was like, "Well, that's weird." Felt like I was at like the top of the stairs looking down, right? And I'm like, um, like I couldn't figure out what it was. So me, you know, already having dealt with bullshit in that house, I was like, okay. Um, I'm like, I know. I'll bring the dog. Our dog that cries and is afraid of everything. Surely this will go well. He wouldn't budge. He sat at the top of the stairs. And, I mean, you remember, Hunter only would growl, like, that low, deep growl when, like, something was actually, like, a problem. Mm-hmm. And he just sat there doing that low, deep growl at the top of the stairs. And, like, when I tried to, like, have him, like, come down, like, a single step, he was, like, yanking me back. He would not go down those stairs whatsoever. He just sat there growling from the top and, like, backing up. So that was red flag of just, like, all right, well, time to call our parents. Mm -hmm. And for the listeners, we lived in a raised ranch, so... Everything on the uh, upper level was like the living space, and the lower level, my father had a bar and like a game room, and then it was just storage and stuff. But um, so go ahead and tell him what happened after. Yeah, that. so called our dad, and I'm like, I'm hearing a lot of banging noises in the basement. I don't know what's going on. I'm freaking out, and he's just like, it's the he's like it's the boiler, water heater, or something. He said that he's like it's basically. Like, because of all the water issues we had at that house, he's like, oh, it's banging. And I'm like, 12-year-old me goes, oh, okay. Like, seems acceptable enough of an answer. He's like, just go down and check. And I'm like, hell no, I'm not going down those stairs. I'm like, the dog won't come down with me, so I'm not going. And he's like, all right, I'll check it when I get home. I'm like, all right. So I stayed hidden upstairs in the kitchen with like the dogs pretty much just I'm like I ain't going down there whatsoever so he finally gets home like maybe an hour later and the banging was still going on as soon as he comes in the banging stops pretty much and he goes downstairs to check doesn't say a word to me I just see him go like past the like I'm, I'm on like the middle like where the front door is now like looking down the second layer of steps to where like the downstairs would be and I see him just go um, from like the back of the bar where like the water heater or whatever would have been and he's carrying a vest with him just goes outside throws it in a burn barrel and lights that shit on fire did not ever say a word of what it was. It was just laying in the middle of the floor down there when he told us like way later after he finally remembered it like years after when I brought it up to him. He's like, oh, yeah, that was weird. And I'm like, you didn't think it was odd? <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, yeah, that was kind of odd, wasn't it? Like, so no clue who it was, wasn't any of ours, um, wasn't any of our grandfather's clothing because at that time he was still alive. So we didn't even have his stuff down there. Mm -hmm. And as far as I know, we never had anyone in the house like working on anything that would have left a vest that was all like ripped up and stuff. So still don't know what the deal was with that. 
but that was another one of the weird experiences. Yeah, and then, I mean, if you know our father, I mean, he's the most paranoid human being on the face of the earth. So for him to not, like, say anything about it is is, is mind-blowing. But, um, it, it, like, just like it, it was literally like, uh, and repressing in three, two, one, and it was out of his mind. Like, something that was just so bizarre, he was just like, rep- just total repression on it, and it was gone. Yep, just block that. This never happened. I'm burning it. it and, and the fact that he burned it, too, is like. Yeah. He threw it in the burn barrel behind the woodshed. Yep, that's insane. So, like, I'm, I, I mean, I thought that was weird. Well, I thought that was weird when I was younger. I still think it's weird. And I think yeah, it's, it's even weirder that he doesn't, re- he didn't really remember doing it until I like told him that he did it. And he was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, is this now like, like I clearly remember it. I'm not forgetting it because I mean, I studied psychology. I understand how all like those trigger memory things work. And that shit, that's like ingrained in my brain, that memory of hearing that noise and freaking out and being terrified. Yeah, that's, again, I was just, like, naive to it. Probably at wrestling practice or whatever you said and just completely oblivious to all this stuff. Well, I would have been in sixth grade, so, yeah, you probably it probably was wrestling, I would assume. But, yeah, that totally freaked me out, and I never spoke of it because he didn't speak of it. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of took it. Yeah, that freaked me out. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me randomly one time, like the the orange vest down in the basement. I'm like, what the hell are you talking? Like, okay, what? I, but so yeah, and there's definitely been more stuff that's happened. Yeah, our house. parents experienced it, and they never thought anything of another uh, one. Just the other like major one that sticks out in my memory. I was in my room actually, like probably talking to one of my friends or something on online. And I could hear noise through the floor because it was the wood shop was right beneath me, the storage room. So it was right below my floor. So I could hear like if someone was down there and I heard noise down there, but I get a knock on my door and they're like, are you in there? And I'm like, yeah, I'm in my room. I'm like, I'm like yeah, I'm playing a game or something. And they're like, oh, okay. So I come out and I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, we thought you were downstairs walking around. I'm like, you heard noise downstairs? They're like, yeah, we called downstairs. And we're like, Anthony, what are you doing down there? And you you responded from downstairs just saying, yeah. And I'm like, mm, that's not a red flag to check the house to make sure that like someone didn't come through the back door downstairs or anything. No, they did not think anything of it whatsoever. I just got chills up my back. I'm sitting because <laughs> I don't have a real podcast studio, so I'm sitting in my closet right now because it has the best ambient space. But like, so when did this happen? Was uh, I still living in the house? No, or? that was probably before we moved in 2016 or 17. So I was in college at the time. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm so like, that- I'm like, y'all don't think this place is haunted? Because this place haunted as hell. <laughs> They'd never oh. thought anything of any of it. What's weird, too, is, like, because the house is listed on Zillow, right? And it's got the pictures and everything. And just for, like, shits and giggles one day, I went on and I started looking through the pictures. And, like, I don't know if they just had a bad photographer 
<laughs> like whoever took these pictures, but the house is so dark and just like terrifying looking. And it's like we lived here. That house literally. That was a that house. No doubt in my mind was haunted. Everything about that place was terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. I hated going there. I hated being in that house by myself. And unironically, I would hide in the room that was probably the most haunted because I did not want to be in the rest of the house that was all open space. At least I knew what I was dealing with in my room. So I would just stay in there until someone else got home. Yeah, Yeah, that place scared the hell out of me. And again, I mean, like I said, I had some crazy, like the whole year of 2012 was just sleep paralysis for me. And I just kind of chalked it up at the time to, you know, me drinking in college and whatnot and doing everything. And uh, I'm sorry about that. And uh, yeah, it was like high stress and whatnot. But it wasn't until I moved out and came back and I was like, this place is creepy as hell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, no, literally one of like one of the worst places ever. I felt so uncomfortable in that house from everything that would go on. And I was so happy when we were moving out of there. Yeah, it was just bizarre. I mean, that wood shop, like, I mean, there was many nights I would, like, go down there and, like, just dig through boxes and just looking for stuff. And I swear, there was always someone right behind your shoulder. Just, like... Constantly felt that way. Yeah, but again, I just, like... I must have just been blocking it out mentally because I I don't know. But anyway, um, I know there was another weird story, and I'll let you tell this one too, just because you're the guest of honor right now. But uh, the the gravestone that just appeared in the <laughs> oh the one that we somehow managed to get on our property in the middle of uh when they were clearing out the office. Yeah. So yeah, I'll it definitely little... had a. I didn't know if you wanted to talk about that one or not. That one yeah. definitely was uh, 100% had something to do with everything going on there, I believe. Yeah, so, so just a little yeah. backstory. I'll, I'll give the backstory and then you can okay. talk about it too. So, like, my father had a, his, his law office in, uh, in the town we lived in, and he it just had like a terrible gravel parking lot or whatever and he had the whole thing like excavated and redone and my father being the person he is was like oh yeah just deliver all that dirt you dug up and just put it in our lawn so we had just big mountains of dirt in our driveway for like three years and we finally started digging through it and uh putting it out places and whatnot and as we're digging through it we find a broken tombstone (laughs) just like okay why not so and then he took it, put it in a tractor, and like drove it out into the woods and just put it in the woods uh, on the property. Yeah. I mean, there was a whole bunch of stuff, too. Like, he was like, wow, look at all these. Like, it was like old, like, pharmacy medicine bottles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, had to be at least early 1900s. I think he found coins from that time in there. So he's like at least over 100 years old. And that tombstone was from the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, well, that probably isn't good, you know, to have just like on our property now, like a desecrated grave. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just so bizarre. And then it just reminded me, too, because where he put the tombstone in the woods, uh, it was, like, over by where his tree stand was for hunting. And one day, I think I've told you this story, but me and him were out shooting bow and arrows in the little, like, woodshed thing. He had the targets up, and we're shooting our bows and everything. And all of a sudden, I hear, like, and then we just hear, like, boom, 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 boom. And a freaking crow just, like, died out of nowhere. And I'm thinking, like, did I hit it with an arrow? Like, obviously, I didn't hit it with an arrow. I'm <laughs> shooting at the target here. And it <laughs> fell straight out of the sky. It just fell straight out. Like, it was just sitting in a tree, just, like, screeched and then fell down and died. It's like it had a heart attack and just, it, it was insane. And, of course, you know, our father was, like, on full defense mode going up to it. And it's like the thing had no wounds of any sort it just died (laughs) i don't know i feel like a past culture would probably take that as a bad omen or something yeah like you know birds usually i mean especially now like with all like the horror movies out and stuff always like a sign of like horrible things happening like you see it in a bunch of them that like birds dying around like dead birds around the house and stuff is like in every horror movie and it's just like, okay, we literally have checked almost every single box. Desecrated grave, dying animals out of nowhere. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, obviously those are movies, but ah, there might be something to it. Yeah, I'd say so. And then just, I don't know, just the energy of the house was weird. Like Awful, awful energy in that house. It was so creepy, so off-putting. I actually wanted them to get it checked at one point because I was, like, obsessed with, like, following, like, all the the ghost hunter shows and stuff because I'm like, something on one of these is going to, like, you know, give me an answer as to what's going on. I thought, like, maybe we had, like, electronics, like, leaking, like, EMF fields or something. Yes, I was like, there's got to be something that's making me like, you know, like always feel like something's watching right over my shoulder in that house. But literally, there would never be any explanation that I could find, at least as far as I could find it. I mean, never. It's not like we ever had anyone come check the house. We never brought anyone in to like do that. And but our parents always would tell me they're like. Like, we never thought it was, like, strange in there. I'm like, you literally heard a voice that was not, like, someone that was in the house talk to you. And they're like, "Eh, I guess that's odd. But, yeah, they never, they were like, oh, we never thought it was bad. And I'm like, I don't know what you're all smoking, but that house was haunted and evil presence and terrifying ghost stuff going on at all times. Yeah, like the attic, too, which was right over your room as well. I mean, everything about it was just, I don't know. And it just, like, it always felt like it was, like, deteriorating. I I can't explain it. Like, no matter what you did, especially, like, driving past it now, seeing it, it's just, like. Yeah, that now it's just. Yeah, no, I won't even even bother. I won't even go past it. It's crazy. That's how much I don't want to be near that house. I won't even drive past it. But so aside from just the um, terrifying experiences within the house, you've had other paranormal experiences, too. And you've seen some uh, pretty strange stuff, right? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 
Sure. Um, besides that, when I worked um, as a toll collector for a while there, so I did that almost five years. I mean, most of it could be chalked up to either druggies, creepy people just working weird hours or driving like weird times at night, or definitely just people out trying to mess with you. But there's one situation, there's straight up one time that I have no explanation. It was filmed and I never was able to get the film from there. Like to see, they never let me watch the security tapes on it. But I worked um, a Christmas Eve into Christmas morning shift where I was hold, hold strictly. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Just so they know, like this was a bridge in um, uh, town over that connects to it goes over the hudson river it's one of the four bridges i'll just say it was the rip van winkle bridge and yeah ironically enough like years later after you got the job as a toll collector there we actually moved into a house in catskill that was i mean 600 feet from the bridge well, easily a two-minute walk at most yeah so all right so you were there and you would do a lot of night shifts and stuff so go ahead and Sorry for interrupting you. Yeah, so I was doing the um, – I did a lot of the overnight shifts because I would just work an overnight, go to classes, go home, sleep, and then go back for another overnight shift because I was went to the college right there too. And I was like, okay. So they're like, hey, we need you to do the overnight for the holidays. They were kind of already doing away with the um, like night shift anyway. So this was like literally one of the last times someone would work a night shift. Um, because they put in like an automated machine to like count just to take the toll fare at night. So I was like one of the last people working a night shift. And they're like, you're just literally sitting in the office. It was Christmas Eve. So they're like, you know, holiday time. People get depressed. We need someone on site. God forbid someone's out there looking to jump, which is already an awful experience to have at that place to like have to deal with that trying to like you know keep someone from doing it so most of the night is going by completely fine i'm just chilling in the office like just watching making sure nothing's like you know going wrong out there so i'm just watching security cameras and everything i can see anyone that would walk out onto the bridge 4 a.m i get a phone call they're telling me someone is out on the walkway and i'm like "Uh uh-oh they're like, get out there right now. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'm like, I literally have been staring at these cameras and saw no one go out there. So I'm like, I run out, get in the truck, get everything set, flip on like the um, safety lights there. I'm the only vehicle out on the road. No one else. It's Christmas morning now. It's 4 a.m. Like, no one's going to be driving at this time. So I'm driving down. Eventually, I see the guy. And he's like power walking, like just like moving real fast. Um, Probably a middle-aged black guy. Like from what, like when I pulled up to him, like I guess he would, I would guess he was probably about 40. Um, And um, I put down the window. I'm not getting out of the truck. So I'm just like slowly rolling at like five miles an hour next to him. And I'm just like, sir, is everything okay? And he wouldn't look at me. He just kept walking forward. And he's like, got to get to work. I got to get to work. I got to get to work. And I'm like, okay, sir, I understand you got to get to work. But 
the walkway is closed at this time. I can't have you out here. And he's just got to get to work, got to get to work, got to get to work. So I pick up the radio in the truck and I'm like, uh, you know, uh, mobile one to command. And they're like, yep. I'm like, I'm right next to him. He says he's got to get to work. And they're like, we got eyes on him. They're like, pull, pull up ahead. Cause now by this point, we're like almost completely off the bridge. Maybe he's about, he's got maybe about a hundred feet left. So I'm like, all right. So I pull up ahead, never losing sight of him. I'm still watching him. Literally where I turn around the truck is I don't ever lose sight of him. Like I pull in and I'm just waiting at the end of the, like the walkway. So I just turn the truck into that and I'm looking out on the walkway the whole time and he's gone. Now I'm like, oh shit. Thinking he jumped. Like dude was acting weird. Like I'm like on the radio, I'm like, come in. And they're like, we don't see him. We don't see him. We don't see him. Where is he? And I'm like, I'm like, I never took my eyes off him. He's not there. He's not there. And they're like, like we're going to rewind the tapes. They're like, drive up the road and see if he somehow like got past you. Like if he like ran up or something. So I'm like, oh shit, here we, I'm like, I do not want to be dealing with this situation right now. So I'd tear out of there and go flying up the road. It's like a giant triangle on that side too. So I literally loop the whole thing about a full mile out looping around and I'm like, I don't see this dude on the sidewalks, roads, like on the side of the road or anything. I'm like, oh crap, he jumped. So like, I got a pit in my stomach and I'm like calling them. I'm like, did you find anything? Where is he? Where is he? And they're like, uh, they're like, you're good. Go back to the office. And I'm like, what? And they're like, they're like, yeah, he, he got in a car and I'm like, I'm the only one on the bridge. And they're like, yeah, go back to the office. You're fine. You're good. He, you're good. And I'm like, what's on the tape? And they're like, you're good. <laughs> go back to the office. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm the only one there. They did not have sight of him. He just vanished, this dude. So I don't know what it was. If he was like someone who did jump in the past or something. Or there, there was not a single other vehicle on that. I was driving down the road at five miles an hour. I would have noticed in the three seconds that I sped up to the end of the walkway if a car came flying up behind me. Like, there's no way. So there, I was the only one out there. And they're saying there was a, somehow a car came up behind me. Maybe a ghost car, but not. <laughs> but definitely not one that I could see. So... No, no explanation for any of that. There was other weird things that would happen there, but I actually was able to debunk a lot of it. Like they believed there was somebody whistling in the building, like at night and stuff. And I was actually able to figure out that it was the, the leaky faucet that from the echo it would make would sound like a sharp whistle. And I was like, yeah, no, you're not. Because, like, several people were like, yo, we hear, like, someone whistling in here at night, and you're the only one in here, and it's freaky. And I'm like, no, 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 it's this. And, like, once I showed everyone, they were like, oh, okay. But that, there ain't no explanation for that. <laughs> no, that's – so either someone jumped and they just wanted to cover it up. <laughs> I, which I doubt because yeah. there's nothing right. – there's no reason you would ever cover that up. Right, right. Like, 
Like I've had to deal with that situation before of somebody jumping, unfortunately. And it really is like you have 50 police officers there that you got to go down to the river with them. Like it is, it's not a fun experience. It is the, one of the worst feelings ever. And just the liability alone, there's no way you would cover anything like that up. So that dude, my guess is he was on camera and just apparated away and was gone. And when they probably played those cameras back, they saw that and they were just like, nope. (laughs) Get back to the office. Get back to the office. That's insane. I mean... I was behind yeah, like three locked doors at that point, and I'm like, hey, "What's that gonna do if it's a ghost? Don't walk through a wall." <laughs> right. I mean, of course, it's on Christmas morning too. Like, it's so you're like, "That's insane, man." I was like, That's "So," I was like, two more out." I'm like, "Or it was like an hour and a half left of the shift." I'm like, "I just want to go home. <laughs> I don't want to be here." <laughs> That's That's a wild one, man. That one, because uh, I mean, we lived there. Like, I can't tell you how many times because. We lived on this house that was literally like 600 feet. You'd, you'd pull off and it was a side cut through, you know, to get to the main roads and whatnot. But I can't tell you how many times like cops would have people pulled over, tearing people's vehicles apart for drugs and usually finding them. And it was just like, it was a really active bridge. So like that one, there was definitely some weird, you know, stuff going on at the house we lived in too, in Catskill that just i don't know if it's because it's in close proximity to the bridge or if just that whole town is haunted which i would i wouldn't doubt (laughs) i mean i would not doubt it whatsoever but yeah that whole experience was just so insane to me and i mean there were other things like that would happen there but nothing major and Mm -hmm. there was that building was so old it was from like 1930 or something like that so like not insanely old but old enough that it was like people families lived in that house that used to be the bridge master's house like them them their kids grandkids would live there and it was just oh, like bridge master well yeah like i mean that's what i mean whoever was like the man before they called it manager you were like the person that ran the place you literally it was like a lighthouse keeper you lived Mm -hmm. there so your whole family lived there i'm sure people died in that building and i'm sure some people weren't very happy but that's not the only one that was haunted because i went i used to cover at the kingston rhinecliff bridge too and that one was also haunted that building that one someone actually died of a heart attack in and kid you not when I would work, one of the few times I covered there, and I would be there sitting in the building, you'd hear a door open, and you'd hear the 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 key fob go off that a door is opening. And let me tell you, you'd look right at the door that you hear it at, and that light wouldn't change; it would stay red. But you'd hear it beep, and then you'd hear it click open, and that door was just shut the whole time. And you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm my lunch break is over twenty minutes early. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, so that whole place, like, it's just bridges are another place in this area with bad energy in them like that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like any it's like a crossroads or it's just one of those things. That Water crossings, crossroads, all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, 
it's just prone to have negative things happen in my opinion but Mm -hmm. so like the way i'm taking this podcast and everything is like i want to kind of go down like a more spiritual route and everything so with your experiences how has that affected you spiritually has it you know just i started looking up ways to guard myself with energy like i'm not like i wasn't like super big on that stuff like a lot but i when i like started like really looking into like how to do it and just like protect yourself like just kind of like basically meditation really but like some of it was like way more like literally like like envisioning like a shield around yourself Mm -hmm. of like protecting you and that that I mean, whether or not it's just a placebo effect, definitely helped me relax a bit more in the last couple of years that we lived in the house. Yeah. There, so, so definitely made me at least feel better. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on like, what what do you think ghosts are? Like, let's let's jump down that rabbit hole for a second. Do you think they're actually? Um, do i think it's like someone who's like like when they died it's just like boom your spirit attached to this area no i think it's more i mean i definitely think that could happen but i think it's more um when it's things like that there's something more to it there's like like um i would say it's more like an echo kind of like it's something that was there like think of it like almost like a pre-recording like boom this is something that person did and it's like kind of like burned into the like the house itself she probably would sit in that corner there's a couple times where it looked like she would be rocking so i was like maybe there was a rocking chair in that corner that she would have sat in that old lady there and it's just like there's but then again I don't know, because, you know, I've never actually experienced uh, what it would be like to be uh, passing on and how that works. So it would be super freaky, I'm sure. And I just don't know, like, what really I would give an answer to, because I can't say for anything certain. But I would probably, if I had to guess from how it was, I would say more like an echo or something of just like, this is what was happening in the past. And you're seeing this now. And it's freaky as hell (laughs) yeah because i mean i've heard multiple theories on this i've talked to some people that they'll say you know if someone unexpectedly or whatever they don't go to the light and they kind of get stuck where they are but then i've also heard more what you're saying more like it's just any like everything is energy so like when you know, yeah. you have a powerful energy in a place. It's just gonna, it's gonna stay there, and it's gonna get imprinted either in the walls or the building itself. And I, and I tend to believe more of that. That makes more sense to me. Almost like it, it's like etched into the energy of the house, and it just becomes a part of it until yeah. you go in and clean it out. Like, well, I mean, like here's the thing. Like, if we, if you really wanted to get scientific with it. Energy, there's no destruction of energy in the universe. At least that's the, I don't know if that's a theory or a law. I'm not someone who really was big on science classes and stuff. But I remember that at least, that the energy can't be be destroyed. destroyed. So it's like, okay, 
you every person has energy in their body you die like yeah your your body's dead but if the energy can't be destroyed it's got to go somewhere and i guess like like you said if someone doesn't go into the light because there have been numerous people in interviews that have said they literally did see a light like if they don't go into it well i guess that energy doesn't transfer with them and it stays behind but i mean at least to try to put somewhat of a scientific spin on something that you literally cannot explain a phenomenon of. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, at least that's how I look at it, but I mean, there's so many weird things that I've seen or like, like heard like, and it's not just at that house. It like, I've had weird experiences at other houses too. Like the ones we moved to after, I mean, it took a while for something to happen there, but I still experienced weird things that I have no answer to. So I don't know if yeah. like that energy followed or attached to me in any way or whatever, but there's all sorts of weird stuff. The only thing is um, where I am now, I've only had one weird experience and never again. Well, that's good. That's but good. so, yeah, that's always an interesting concept to me too, because I thought that as well. Like, does does it just follow you around, or or you? Because I've noticed stuff in the house we're in now, and we'll get into that on another podcast. But like, or is it just maybe some people are just more in tune, you know, or more more people just on a different frequency, and they can just sense these things better? Because like you said, our parents are just like, oh no, that's fine. House is fine like they for them it was never something they picked up on but let me tell you um when we moved to the house after um that one i was probably fine there with no weird experiences um for a long time there was two that stand out in my mind at the second house that were like when we moved after that one one and mind you, where I was in that, that was like definitely not finished, the upstairs. Like I had the whole upstairs to myself. And that whole, like, there was definitely parts that were not finished and it would get really bad drafts. But to the point where I literally was almost on like the border of hypothermia was um, one of those times where I woke up in the dead of night. It was like 2.15 in the morning completely frozen could not move i actually thought it was sleep paralysis but i felt like i was having a heart attack like my chest seized up i literally was shaking i don't mean i don't know what a heart attack feels like but i assumed that was it i actually thought i was about to die and my arms like literally were like sink like coming into my chest shaking like like pulling them closer just trying to like get my body to stop like shaking in my bed and I was like, I was trying to like reach for my phone next to me just to like t- try to get our parents like call like just so like there was noise because I tried to make sound and I couldn't. And I was just like literally just like shaking to death. I, I couldn't like if I couldn't feel my hands, legs or anything. And I'm like, yo, I think I'm about to drop dead. And in my head, I just started saying every prayer I knew. And, and after like a minute, it stopped. I was, so that was a like that was an experience <laughs> so to me that sounds like some type of spiritual attack like 
I legitimately like, thought I was about to die on that one. I was so like at that point, I was just like, I'm making my peace with God because I think I'm going to be found dead in the morning. That's great. So when you came to finally after, you know, saying the prayers and whatnot, which again is another thing I'd like to get into at some point. And was, was the temperature in the room colder than normal or was it? That room was so cold anyway. And then in the summer, it was blistering hot. And it was just like, I was just sitting there like, I ne- I, like, I was totally awake that whole time. I, I was reaching to pick up my phone, like, and I couldn't pull my hand far enough away to grab it. It actually, when I got close enough, it actually, because it was like towards the edge of the bed, fell off onto the floor. And I'm like, I'm dead. I can't even get someone to like come for help. I would at least like call so like one of their phones downstairs would have gone off so they'd be like who's calling and then see it was me and come running up because I was trying to yell for them and I couldn't even get a voice out. That's crazy. So so the room was still freezing cold when you finally come to. Oh but, yeah. But you had full range of motion after that. It wasn't Yeah. Cold. Yeah, I could move my arms. They were still cold and everything, but I could move them and feel them. Kind of like pins and needles in them, but like I definitely felt them. I picked up the phone. I texted her mom. I was like, "Come, come up here, please, uh, like to like get me." And like I was like, I like got finally was able to get up and go to the door. And I'm like, like just make sure I don't fall down the stairs. Pretty much, like trying to come down. That's wild. That that definitely to me sounds like either. Uh some form of sleep paralysis or some type of like spiritual attack or who yeah i I was convinced it was either like i said either a heart attack or possibly even like a seizure or something and i've never experienced that before so i just like totally was like "Uh oh but like literally it wasn't even like i'll say a prayer to defend myself it was i better just make peace with god (laughs) that's that's crazy man holy crap um all right, so we've done 46 minutes so far. Do you want to do a little more? Or you want to I mean, come back I, for another one? What, whatever you want. I mean, do. this has been awesome. The only other one I can think of that I experienced there, because um, I think you actually brought it up when we moved to the next house. You asked something about like hearing almost like a banshee shriek once. You asked me something along those lines. And at that house that we lived in prior to the one our parents live in now, I did. I actually heard a like a piercing screech in the middle of my sleep one night. Like I thought I was having a nightmare and just like that was like the wake up like, oh, but Mm -hmm. no, I was staring at my ceiling and just heard this like banshee yell that was just fucking wild and brutal sounding that I was just like, I'm like somewhere. I actually thought I ran downstairs thinking our like mom was getting attacked, like something got in the house, like an animal or something. I've had that banshee scream happen to me in sleep before where I've woken up and there's something I, I've never seen anything, but it, it's like a black mass that's just screaming in your face and then you snap out of it. And it's like, I don't know, maybe it is a banshee. I don't know enough lore about banshees to really. I mean, uh, I mean, the town that we something. lived in when we were younger, I mean, they had a legend about a banshee. Yeah, the legend of Patch Road, the banshee on the street, but. Again, I mean, it's like... It was nowhere near us, that? though. Yeah, how do you explain this stuff? 
you, you just can't explain it. And that's why I get frustrated when people are like, ah, it's just, you know, whatever. You know, it's, it's, that's not your real. imagination. It's, that's not, yeah, it's not real. You're just imagining stuff. Like, no, you're not just imagining stuff. It's, it's crazy, but yeah. Anthony, so I had this that, is, yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want like to that happened. I literally, like I said, I ran down there freaking out. I'm like, yo, are you okay? I like screamed at like two and something in the morning. Like that one, I didn't get any sleep paralysis or anything. It was just like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm like, she woke up. She's like, what? I'm like, oh, never mind. Sorry. You're fine. Like, what do you say? Oh, yeah. I heard a woman screeching in my bedroom. Well, that alone right there is like, don't take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clip that sound. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So like right there is like one of those things that's just like, oh, my God. Like what? Like what do you make of that? Like there's there's literally no explanation. Like I could explain almost all the weird shit that happened when I was at the bridge. I could explain the creepy doll guy, the lady with the goat head in her car. All of these weird things had explanations, usually drugs. You, just, you can't just like drop something like that. Like, oh, the creepy doll guy. Like, all right, go ahead. Let's... He literally just had a car full of doll parts when he drove through. Like, that's, that's it. I looked at him and said, this guy's probably a serial killer. Have a good day. Here's your change, sir. And was just like, don't come after me. <laughs> like, literally, that's what I, I was just like, ah. Yep. Again, one of those things. Like, okay, now I know that exists in the world. So yep. let's, let's just that's a thing. Forward. That's a thing that's happening out there. Or the lady that just had a goat head, not taxidermied, a goat head in her car. And I was just like, oh, all right. She creepily smiled and handed me change. And I was just like, have a good night. And she just nodded like, you know that thing you do to mess with your um, your kids when you do like the, like you suck your lips in? Mm-hmm. And like weird face. That's what she had going on. And I assumed it was meth related when she was doing it though because it was super creepy yeah but it could have been demonic possession probably i mean the goat head was a dead giveaway towards that like avenue but i'm like like it's not like it was like oh like there is a backboard with it like you know like like this this woman's a taxidermist or something Mm -hmm. no no, no, just, just a goat head chilling on the front seat. I'm like, which pagan ritual are you going to, young lady? Like, oh, absolutely not. I'm just like, probably drugs, probably going to kill me if I say anything. So I just smiled and said, have a good night. Like, bye. Please don't come back. I mean, I'm sure some people probably did stuff to mess stuff. with us. Yeah. Oh, sure. 100%. Because like... I used to do weird things to mess with people. But, like, but my weird things would be, like, let's throw three random items in the shopping cart at Walmart and just see what the cashier says. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. to me, that was the weird thing. Not, oh, I'm going to go through and act like I'm demonically possessed. No, that's usually something I would let the crazies do. Like, definitely not me. Yeah. But, oh, my God. Yeah, there's, like, weird things like that. Explainable, at least. Whether or not that's yeah. the actual explanation, eh, if I say probably strung out on drugs, okay, I can accept that as a reality. 
it's not a good one, but at least there's that. But yeah, so many weird things like that stuff. And then um, I had one other time at our parents' house that they live in currently where I got really bad sleep paralysis. Not so bad that I like completely seized up again like that, but almost to that point. And that, let me tell you, that room didn't have any drafts, so there's no way in hell I was freezing there. Mm -hmm. So that one, same deal though. That time I uh, did repeated every prayer I knew again, and that seemed to be fine. So I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably some kind of either demonic thing or something because nothing about it was good yeah i mean so here's something like i i've heard this a lot and I've, I've experienced this too it's like when you were saying the prayers did you say the name jesus at all um in some of them yeah because i looked I've, up I've a known... ton of them like in the name of jesus christ like all that kind of stuff like, I mean, the most of the time I was because, you know, I would just freak out and panic. I would just say the Lord's Prayer, like the standard one, because that was the one that I learned when I was in Catholic school. Yep. I was like, yeah, that's I, the one I know, like off the top of my head. So that's the one I'm going to do. Yeah, it's just it's it's amazing because I've had multiple times that I, I couldn't get out of it. And then like randomly i would just yell like jesus christ and it just it would just go away and it's like how do you explain uh, that one how do you explain that he said I mean, it he said the thing we're out mm -hmm. exactly. like it's kind of how it feels yeah I, I mean i can't come up with a logical explanation for that because i don't know so there's got to be there's some power in that and i've actually talked to like uh this Reiki healer that was like, yeah, no, these entities, they don't like that name. So when you say that name, they go away. And I'm like, yeah, uh, no, I, I know it's happened to me. So, and definitely <laughs> helpful. Kind of like mm -hmm. a pocket eight, a pair of aces, just like, mm -hmm. boom, I win, get out. <laughs> and it's like, it's insane. Cause like I've experienced that enough times. And I guess finally, um, my sleep paralysis demon must have got my change of address form because I had one night here where it was just like, Oh, Hey bud, been missing me. And I woke up in the middle of the night to just like freaking out. And I was just like, Oh God, I can't move. Uh, awful. And that subsided within like seconds. And then it was just, that was it done. And I was, I haven't had any weird things here, you know, knock on wood, but that was the end of that. Now anything that happens in the middle of the night where I wake up is usually just my cat hitting me on the side of the head. Oh, yeah. I think cats are... I'm not going to get into cats. <laughs> I'm just but, kidding. <laughs> yeah. But that that's what wakes me up now, and I haven't had any creepy moments of being like, oh, yeah, anything's going on here. This house is fine. Literally, this house is clear. <laughs> the house is clear. Well, so, I'd say on that note, we, we wrap it up, but thank you for uh, popping in to uh, Upstate Unconventional. This has been an awesome episode, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have you back on again, even if, like, just to have some commentary. Like, your energy is crazy. <laughs> it, it's great in a good way. So thank you for doing this. this is yeah, no problem.
This is awesome. So, all right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Catch you later. All right. Rock and roll. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Upstate Unconventional. This was a fun episode. I haven't talked to my brother in feels like months. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun doing it. A uh, couple of those stories I didn't even know until he just told me. So yeah, it's definitely fun. I'll definitely have him back for some more. I know he's got more stories. But uh, if you guys liked what you heard, go ahead and uh, send me an email at uh, upstateunconventional at gmail.com if you have a story of your own or you want to talk conspiracies or you've had some weird paranormal stuff, ghost stories, whatever, uh, go ahead and email me at upstateunconventional at gmail.com. And if you liked what you heard, uh, share the show with your friends. That's the best way to grow this type of podcast. Just word of mouth, share it. Um, Yeah, thank you for listening. I appreciate everything, and uh, we'll be back another episode soon.